Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychologist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas and experiences. So as I had said in the last podcast, which I did earlier today, um, I'm going to start reviewing a few movies that relate to PTSD where they have some character who has some form of PTSD in them. So I did the first part of a movie called Mystic River. Um, I gotta say, it really just keeps getting better. I had, had never heard of this movie until I googled movies about PTSD. Um, apparently it it's a, was a pretty big movie whenever it came out. Um, big in the sense that the directing and the acting and the cast, the ensemble cast, um, they were nominated and won several awards. I will say to start out, I'm really surprised Marsha Gay Harden didn't win an Oscar for this because she is really impressive in it. So when I left off from the, the earlier review, I left off with the character of Dave, played by Tim Robbins. He's telling his wife Celeste, which is Marsha Gay Harden's character, that their friend Jimmy's daughter's Katie, that her death is more important right now than him being mugged on that same night that she was murdered. And also bring up that it's interesting that it took Katie's murder to reunite him with his old friend Jimmy, Katie's dad. So I want to make a point more clear before I continue. When the three main characters, when they were boys, Jimmy and Sean were both there when Dave was abducted. So both boys were there. The reason I mention, as I mentioned from the book, I read the first two chapters of the book, the reason Dave holds resentment towards Jimmy rather than Jimmy and Sean is because Jimmy was who Dave was closer to when they were kids. So in the book, if you read the first two chapters, it points that out much more clearly. And that's important for this whole movie. Dave feels like Jimmy should have stepped up and told him not to get into the car with these two strange men who abducted him and assaulted him for four days. Jimmy just stood there as Dave got into the abductor's car. Dave also doesn't feel like people listen to him. He struggled with this his whole life. And that's according to the book. They do imply this somewhat in the movie as well, but I think the book does a better job of pointing those important points out. So back to the movie, Mystic River. As I said in the last episode, this is based on a book by Dennis Lehan, and this movie was directed by Clint Eastwood. It came out in 2003. So after the scene with Dave and his wife, it eventually goes to a grown-up Sean, played by Kevin Bacon, and the actor Lawrence Fishburne questioning Dave about where he was the night Katie was murdered. Dave was at the same bar that Katie was at that night, Dave does not mention to the detectives that he was supposedly mugged. The viewer still doesn't know if Dave committed the murder or if his mugging really happened. The detectives notice Dave's hand is injured and decide to question him again. So when they question him, they actually go to, to Jimmy's house. Dave is there with his wife. Remember, Dave's wife Celeste and Jimmy's wife Annabeth are cousins. The two women are played by Marcia Gay Harden and Laura Lenny. So they are paying their respects at Jimmy's house when the detectives show up. Sean asks Celeste, Sean's the, de the detective, Sean asks Celeste what time Dave got home from the bar that night. Katie was killed. She lies and says she was asleep. 
what really happened is Dave, Dave came home bloody and said he had been mugged, and she knows that because she asked him what happened. She was awake. So she is thinking her husband Dave might have had something to do with Katie's murder. She's becoming concerned about him. Then there's a twist in the story. One character I haven't mentioned yet is Katie's secret boyfriend, Brendan Harris. Brendan and Katie were going to run away and get married the night she was murdered. The detectives have already interviewed Brendan, and he took a polygraph, which he passed. Katie's father, Jimmy, hates Brendan. For what reason, we don't really know until now, and this is the twist. Brendan's father was a man named Ray Harris. Jimmy never got along with Ray and didn't like that he abandoned his pregnant wife years ago. At least that's what he tells detectives. So he thought this might happen to his daughter as well. She might be abandoned by one of the Harris boys. So he didn't want Katie with Brendan. Apparently Jimmy has had two of his longtime friends, the Savage Brothers, doing their own investigating around town and questioning locals about what happened to Katie. The detectives don't like that. Then, and here's another twist, the ballistics come in and the bullet that was used to kill Katie is from a gun used about 15 years before this in a shooting at a liquor store. And it was a two-man hit job, two-man job of the robbing. Then they suddenly cut to Brendan and his deaf brother. And the brother saying, Mom says you're better off without Katie. And Brendan gets mad and says, I loved her. So this is a key part of the movie. They even play this hopeful type of music while this is happening between Brendan and his brother. A lot of this has to do with family history because Jimmy didn't like the Harris family and Brendan's mother does not like Jimmy. That's probably what I like most about this film is that there's a lot of local community roots in this and family dynamics. It's very realistic in that sense. So the detectives then go to the liquor store where the shooting happened 15 years beforehand. And it's the same man working in the liquor store. He says he believes a man named Ray Harris took part in the robbery, and that's Brendan's father. So basically, the same gun that was used by Ray Harris for this robbery was used to kill Jimmy's daughter, Katie. Then there's this major scene, and if you're going to have any interest in watching this movie, watch it for the scenes with Marsha Gay Harden, because she is really good in this scene. She's good in all of her scenes, but I just call it a major scene. So Marsha Gay Harden, she her character Celeste. I'm going to have to say, again, it's this movie's worth watching just to watch even this scene. Dave is at home watching TV, and Celeste, played by Marsha Gay Harden, she comes home. Dave asks where she's been, and she says, oh, just sitting in my car thinking. Dave says he's been watching shows about vampires, and there's a vampire movie on TV. Then he brings up werewolves. So this is where the PTSD he has from his abduction jumps in, and unfortunately he has a psychotic break in the scene. He tells her, I've been thinking about vampires and werewolves, and remember, in the last episode, I mentioned that's how he copes with who his abductors were. He refers to them as werewolves, and how as a boy he escaped werewolves. He then says, Henry and George. And you might be wondering, who are Henry and George? Celeste says, Henry. And Dave says, those were their names, and I never told anybody that before. So the next few sentences of the movie 
really freaked me out because Dave's character says something that I said just in the last podcast. Keep in mind, I've never seen this movie before, so it really freaked me out when he said this. Dave says to Celeste, it's like vampires. Once it's in you, it stays. In the last podcast I did earlier today, I said that about PTSD and how I had friends who were sexually abused and we hung out in my early 20s and they were abused as kids. And I said that form of abuse, that PTSD, it stays with you for the rest of your life. So when Dave said this in the movie, it it just freaked me out. So that's exactly what I said. Then Dave says, I can't trust my mind anymore. And he decides to go for a walk. He sees Jimmy and tells Jimmy that Katie looked happy the night he saw her at the bar, the night she was murdered. The next scene is the detectives, and one says that he found blood in Dave's car because he went and investigated it himself. And very stupidly and strangely, he says he stole the car. They apparently now have Dave in the police station, too. They sort of just throw all this at the audience rather quickly. They tell Dave they found blood in the trunk of his car. And remember the cops stole the car? Then Dave says, well, whoever stole my car must have put the, gotten the blood in it. And the cop realizes he goofed up. Jimmy is informed by the Savage Brothers that Dave was taken in by the detectives. So Jimmy's suspicions grow about Dave being involved in his daughter's murder. Detectives focus on the gun and Brendan's father, Ray. They find out his old associates were the Savage Brothers and Jimmy. So there's more to the family dynamics in this rift between Jimmy and Brendan's father, Ray. They then find out that Ray Harrison ratted Jimmy out about some illegal dealings 15 or so years ago. And that's when Jimmy went to prison for two years. But when Jimmy got out, that is when Ray abandoned Brendan's pregnant mother when she was pregnant with his deaf brother. Remember that is when Jimmy, that's why Jimmy doesn't like Ray Harris and why he didn't want his daughter dating Brendan because he thought of the Harris men as abandoning their wives and he didn't want that to happen to his daughter. So then it cuts to Celeste telling Jimmy that she might leave Dave. Then she tells him that Dave came home bloody and said a mugger attacked him and then she says she thinks Dave may have had something to do with killing Katie, or that he killed Katie. So the next scene I actually really hate, because it reminds me so much of cases where this really does happen. It reminds me a lot of a documentary I watched a few months ago. I won't say what case this was. It was a nationally, internationally known case. But basically the cops on the case didn't want to look incompetent, and they basically just tried to get anybody to be the bad guy. And I hate that because it really does happen. So the two detectives try to get Brendan to say that he knows his father has a gun and that he used it, that same gun, to kill Katie. That's so wrong. Brendan sees through this and doesn't fall for it. The Savage Brothers pick up Dave and say, let's go for drinks. Because the Savage Brothers and Jimmy think Dave did this. Because remember, Dave's wife, Celeste, said she thinks he did it. The scene in this part is creepy because it shows Dave get in the back of the car with these two dangerous men, just like when he was a boy and he got into the car with the two men who assaulted him. The scene shows the car go down the road in the same exact way, basically implying Dave just met his doom. 
And that's the end for part two of this movie review. There's only going to be one more review that I'm going to do later this evening. But basically, this this is a really good movie. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed by this. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.